When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. The Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This is the Riverwind Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind, still the one. Also brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. And by... Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. This is the Riverwind Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. After a bye week, welcome back inside the Coaches Corner along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank, and we are joined to kick things off on TCU Week by Sooner Associate Head Coach and Outside Receivers Coach entering his sixth season. He is Dennis Simmons. I say entering your sixth season. We're in the midst of it. Coach, uh, and obviously we, we've watched it. You moved on from it, but our first chance to talk to you about it, Coach. Uh, take us through the reaction and the fallout from the win over Texas and how you've seen this team respond over the last few weeks. Oh, we've had a great week of practice. Uh, you know, obviously uh, getting the win was important. Uh, it was something that I think, you know, our program needed. Uh, and, you know, just to be able to to, to use that as, as, as a springboard to to finish out the rest of our season. You know, you mentioned that, all the challenges. I feel like every single week we, we've got to ask, but dealing with a pandemic, dealing with life as it takes place, these college kids being asked to do things they've, they've never been requested for, everything that goes against being a student athlete, you know, not going out, social circles, small, staying indoors. What has that challenge been like, and how have you, in turn, challenged your guys to embrace it and follow it? Well, I mean, it's it's been a, a, a unique challenge, uh, and, you know, in some aspects is, you know, 
been difficult for him, uh, as you see, uh, you know, during game days and all of that stuff, you, where you you, send, you tend to see a little bit more of emotion being, you know, displayed, uh, you know, out there on the field. It's just because you know that's their only place and their only outlet to release some of their 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 energy. So I mean, that's been different. Uh, you know, our guys have done a, a pretty good job of just, uh, you know, transitioning and adjusting to the new normal and in the times. Uh, so I applaud them for that. Uh, and the thing that we just talked to them about is, you know, this is what we what we're presented with. You know, uh, the past is 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 right now in the past. And you if you live your life in the past and you you put yourself at risk, you know, whether of, of, of catching the virus or, or, or other things. So, I mean. You you have to you have to change your mindset and you have to transition and, and evolve with, with with the current state that we have going on. Coach, uh, looking at the first four games, uh, what have you thought about the development of Marvin Mims? Uh, this is a guy I'm extremely excited about when it comes to his ceiling in the future. I think he's just scratched the surface. I see a little Hollywood Brown, little D.D. Westbrook. <laughs> I mean, I see a lot of talent. With this guy, what have you seen up to this point in the season for Marvin? Oh, I mean, we we've known or we knew he was talented coming in. Uh, you know, he was a highly decorated kid with some of his accomplishments in high school. So you knew that that foundation was there. The thing that has been so impressive about him is just you know his 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 mental intellect for the game and understanding uh, things. And 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 you know he's one of those guys you you. Show him to him on the board. You show it to him on film, and he's got it. You know, he's able to to mentally lock in, and you know, I think that's aided him in having as many opportunities that he's had thus far in the season. And you know, the sky's the limit for him uh, with how successful he could be. Uh, you know, obviously during the off season next year, we'll do some things to get him a little bit stronger. But I mean. You know, in terms of the of the current, you know, we've been definitely pleased with what he's done and looking forward to see what he's going to continue to do these next several weeks of the season. I love the chemistry he's already created with Spencer Rattler, but you hit it on the head, just getting stronger. The kid seems to have it all, Coach. Big catch radius, uh, good speed, uh, understands blocking response. Oh, I mean, I, I say that, and we see it, <laughs> but you know better than anyone if he understands blocking responsibilities. But is it just getting bigger, getting stronger, where he needs to continue to improve? Yeah, there, and you know, there's going to be some 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 detailed things on his route. I'm not going to say it on your show in case you get another coach that likes to watch other coaches' shows. <laughs> but you know, there's you know, there's some some intricate little details that we you know we're going to work on in all season. But you know, we're we're, we're definitely pleased with where he is and several other others. Uh, the young guys that are getting the opportunity to play here as freshmen. Well, and uh, we'll talk more about some of the freshmen and some of your younger guys, but I mentioned Theo Wees Jr., and that's still a young guy who's getting an opportunity. I don't know, maybe you make too much of one performance, but I felt like he kind of had a breakout game on, on Saturday. What have you seen from his development? You know, Theo is is honestly, you know, toward the end of the season, he was already in my ear talking about I'm ready to assume the role because, you know, he played behind CD last year. So, uh, you know, he, he definitely, uh, you know, maximized his time during the COVID deal, you know, working on his strength and his own, his body. So, I mean, that, you know, he's come back uh, a lot better uh, from that aspect of it. And it's just, you know, you know, Theo's one of those guys when you can get the ball in his hand, he can make some good things happen. And, you know, we, we, we're going to have to do, you know, give him more opportunities. Coach, you, you look at Theo and what he's done early in the season. You look at Marvin Mims. You look at Charleston Rambo. It, it seems like there's been some serious competition in that room. I mean, healthy 
competition. How have those guys really pushed and motivated each other early throughout this season? You know, there there's a definite brotherhood there. Uh, you know, I think that was, you know, set the foundation of that was set by you know you know CD and 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 Marquise with those guys. So I mean, they're all rooting and competing for and cheering for each other. But you know, make no mistake about it. You know, when one of them catch something or when one guy does something, they they're definitely looking at me with that side eye, like, okay, when's my turn coming? So. <laughs> Competition is good, though. I mean, Lincoln Riley talks about it in the quarterback battles. Uh, Coach Simmons, you've been on here now the sixth year. You've come on the show with us. That's kind of the found that not kind of that's the foundation of this program, right? Competition, and when you have a room like this, that that competition is going to breed excellence. No doubt, and you know it, it brings a lot of relief on Saturday because you're not out there holding your breath. You know, whoever you're going to put on field is going to have the the potential to get the job done. Associate head coach Dennis Simmons is with us in his sixth season, works on outside receivers. So over the previous five years, this team number one nationally in scoring offense, number one in TDs from scrimmage yards per attempt. As that kind of broad view, before we kind of drill deeper in your room, what have you seen from this offense to continue that tradition and the development of Spencer Rattler, coach? You know, I think our offense is, you know, and I think one of the, the brilliancies of Lincoln that he doesn't get the credit that he deserves is, you know, he doesn't try to uh, – push a, a, a square peg into a round hole you know he understands what the talent is he has around him and he, he he creates ways to to get those guys plays so I mean I think you know when you talk about the development and you know this offense I mean just offense has got the capability to beat you a variety of ways and that's just you know some of his football brilliancy there like the people that try to call it an air raid. Not an air raid, right? I mean, true, true. We're, we're not running an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not afraid to uh, throw the ball around, but the foundation of this coach, it's in the running, and that gets me to one of my favorite questions of you, and that's seeing the blocking of your outside receivers. You look at the history of the guys you've had, C.D. Lamb, D.D. Westbrook, Sterling Shepard. They all took a lot of pride in those blocking responsibilities. How about this group? You know, we've done some good things in, in, in that area. Obviously, that's a constant area that we want to improve. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if we're making blocks and our blocks are, you know, are, are, are pivotal blocks downfield, then, you know, you have a successful play. And, you know, our deal is, you know, we want this team and we want this offense to be able to year in and year out produce the type of productivity that you spoke about earlier. So we'll talk more about Charleston Rambo, having him touch on him, a little bit on Theo Howard and preview TCU. But our final question, our final segment here of our first segment of conversation is always Eichard's Intel presented by Orthodontics exclusively. Gabe, what player are you looking at from the OU Texas game? Big play from Theo Weiss. Now, when we talk wide receivers, we always talk about the big plays, touchdown plays. We don't talk enough about plays that extend drives. And this is a competitive catch by Theo Weiss on third and seven to extend a drive that ends up 17 plays, and it is the best drive of the year <laughs> by Oklahoma's offense. And these are the type of plays you want to see, right, Coach? I mean, defensive back, he's got inside leverage on him. Theo works back across the space, makes a competitive catch in traffic to move the chains. I mean, that is, that is beautiful football. Yeah, it, you know, that is good football, as, as, as Coach Riley would like to call it. Uh, you know, he does a good job with his hands of clearing it and then, you know, coming back and attacking the ball with his body and his hands. Uh, we work competitive catches, you know, several times a week. So, I mean, it's something that we expect guys to make uh, 
down in and down out. Now, you you talk about plays that I like to see. I would like to see, you know, honestly, him catch it with, you know, some space around him so he can catch it and get some yards after the catch. But, you know, when you got three guys around and the ball's in there, it's kind of hard to do. I'd be uh, curious, and I'm going to talk about this when we come back, is how you're able to simulate that and uh, the challenges of uh, competitive catches in practice. We'll do that next with Dennis Simmons as we roll on with the Coach's Corner, counting down to OU and TCU, presented by Riverwind. Coach's Corner is presented by Riverwind, still the one. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Final segment with Dennis Simmons, Sooners outside receivers coach, associate head coach, hanging out with us here on the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. We'll get to TCU in just a bit. But, Coach, we talked about the pups. Uh, how about Charleston Rambo? And I know that he's really he's embraced that leadership role. What have you seen from Charleston, and where does he need to continue to step up? Well, I mean, there's – I've seen, like you said, there's been a lot of examples where he's, you know, helped and aided guys in 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 the offense. You know, Marvin Mims is a prime example of, of that, you know, especially with, you know, the COVID deal going on and both of those guys being in the same area, you know, he was able to get with them and, and work with them when, when we weren't even able to, he wasn't even able to be in town and we weren't able to see him. So, I mean, you, you've definitely seen that aspect of it. Uh, you know, obviously uh, with, with Charleston, you know, he's, you know, a dynamic playmaker. He's got incredible speed, uh, you know. Uh, I would like to see him be able to showcase that speed a little bit more. So, I mean, I'm on him about, hey, dude, just get straight up field after your catches and make people go chase you, which, you know, I – we get the ball in his hands. I, you know, I, I feel very confident in, in, in that he's going to start making those things happen. I'm curious. We we mentioned something. We watched the highlight of Marvin Mims going up uh, going up in traffic in Eichard's Intel. How challenging is that, or how can you coach simulate that in a practice environment so these guys can get familiar and comfortable in those situations? Put the the pass on and just explain to them, hey, we're going to work these uh, various routes and just understand you're going to get hit right here. And, you know, you just kind of take the anxiety and the fear aspect of it uh, out of it of knowing that you're about to get hit when you're going to catch the ball. So now you focus on the ball and you're not focused on taking a shot. You mentioned that, Coach, in, in the first segment you talked about yards after the catch, and that, that's something you guys have done very well uh, over the last several years. Is there a way you can simulate that in practice? Because I, I know you don't want to tackle. You don't want guys going at your guys' legs. How do you work on that aspect of things? You know, we're just practicing at a tempo and finishing plays. Uh, you know, they have um, – some technology that they have on their equipment so we're able to track how fast they're running for how many yards they're running when they're at their top speed you know when they're not so I mean you you try to you simulate that and, and use those 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 numbers to show them like look okay you want to play this fast then you got to practice this fast you got to do this on down in and down out so we use a you know we you know use a little science around here to to, to help Prove our points. Science, baby. It's what Gabe like. Get the nerds. To help. Yeah. The, the, you have to. The world needs the nerds. 
or imperative. <laughs> oh, man, TCU this week, Coach. Obviously, we got some more guys we want to talk about. I want to talk more about the offense. But, boy, every year, Gary Patterson, uh, he, he brings it uh, defensively. What have you seen from the Horned Frogs heading into Saturday's matchup? You know, no different than what we've seen in the past. I mean, they're a very disciplined team. They play hard. They play physical. You uh, you know, down in and down out. You got 11 guys running to the football. So, I mean, it's going to be a, you know, a great challenge for us. Uh, we got to go on the road to do it there. But, I mean, it's, you know, if we, if we want to accomplish the goals that we want to accomplish, you know, we got to go down there and play well. Yeah, speaking of that defense for TCU, quite possibly the best combination of safeties in the Big 12, maybe in the country when you look at our Darius Washington and Trevon Merrick, like those guys can play. And got They're a also, ton of playing experience. Yeah. <laughs> and played a lot of ball. Played a lot of football, exactly right. And they've got physical corners that will challenge your guys at the line of scrimmage. How excited are your guys for this challenge this week? You know, they are. Uh, you know, they're excited, you know, for the, the, the opportunity that it presents itself. Uh, you know, everybody likes, you know, playing against the best because it brings out the best in you. And, you know, this this week, you know, we, we definitely uh, got a, a, a challenge on our hands. And we know if we want to be successful as a team, then, you know, that we're going to have to make plays on the perimeter. Yeah, and uh, as we're seeing in some of the highlights, very physical guys, as you mentioned. How much does it help? Well, I, I shouldn't say help, but what's that challenge like when you do have two experienced guys back there uh, like TCU does, Coach? I mean, I think it's kind of a Captain Obvious question I'm posing, but uh, more time that you have in that seat, the better that these guys are in understanding not just what any offense wants to do, but specifically they've prepared for you guys for the last couple of years. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, you know, it's – it forces you to, to, to focus and pay attention to all of the little details because you know that they've studied film and they will. Coach, you, you had the big win against Texas. Then you had the bye week. Uh, how have you guys used these two weeks to get ready for this football game? Well, have you gone with competitive situations, good on good in practice? Have you given the guys a little more rest, maybe taken a little light, let them get a little healthier? Uh, what has the approach been? heading into this football game? Uh, kind of a combination of both. Uh, you know, at each practice, we've had some competitive periods. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, we gave them an extra day off. Uh, but, you know, it's really been, you know, work as usual. With that in mind, um, Lincoln Riley was asked Tuesday about Jaden Hazelwood. And, Coach, I can't help but notice from my perspective on the sidelines, this is a dude that is engaged. I mean, he is right there every step of the way. Before we kind of just talk about him, it's got to be reassuring to see a guy who's out but yet still seems to be as involved as he is right now. No, I mean, I come in every morning at, you know, 5, 30, 6 o'clock to work out, and he's already in there uh, getting going, doing his, his, his deal. So, I mean, you know... I can't say enough about Jaden. I mean, uh, that's you know that that relationship will, will run you know deeper than you know we got time here to discuss. Uh, you know, you hated to hear that it happened to him, but you know, at the same token, is you know, you know, God puts people in positions or you know gives gives people certain things for a certain reason. And, you know, with him, he is definitely the poster board and example of, you know, if you have adversity in your your life, this is what you need to do and this is how you need to overcome it. I, I hate to keep talking about guys that aren't playing right <laughs> now, but Trajan Bridges is a talented guy. And I'm sure he does things right now on the practice field 
that make you just go, come on, get this kid back <laughs> on the field. And it's soon. It's soon. So what have you seen from Trajan as he's worked through the suspension, as he's been practicing? I can I can only imagine how ready that kid is to get on the field. Well, a lot of what you say, you know, there's, you know, you know, especially – He's done a great job of helping our, our, our defense prepare, uh, you know, for our their, their opponents, our opposing opponents uh, every week. Uh, you know, a lot of the success that the DBs have, you know, with the Texas receivers, honestly, you know, uh, uh, Trajan Bridges, you could credit him for because, I mean, they're getting that, that type of look from a guy every day in practice. And, you know, there's been a lot of plays, Gabe, like you said, that you, you see him doing. You're just like, wow. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> get you excited He's for back when he soon. Get back. Get soon. Back. All right, hey, uh, the final question every single time we get a chance to talk to the coaches for you, it's the Twitter question, at OU on the air, Academy Sports and Outdoors. This is a good one. Uh, this is from Bob and Altus, who writes, with so much talent at that wide receiver position, do you feel it's necessary to have a true number one receiver on the roster, Coach? Well, I mean, I, I've never really bought into the whole number one receiver. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, our quarterbacks are going to go through their reads. Whoever's open, he's going to throw them the ball. And, you know, depending on what his read progression is, you know, that that, that particular guy's going to get the ball. I mean, we try to keep it balanced so, you know, you don't get teams in here that think, okay, they're going to be heavily to one side or another. So, I mean, you know, with all that talent, and honestly, you know, I, I get it, it's only one ball. But, you know, we like to feel like we do a pretty good job around here spreading it around. Absolutely. Coach, we appreciate you. Good luck this weekend against uh, TCU in Fort Worth. All right, man. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a blessed day. You too, man. That's Dennis Simmons. Brian Odom joins us next inside the Coach's Square. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Riverwind, still the one. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Man, I am pumped. It's the first time this year we get to talk to inside backers coach Brian Odom as we roll on inside the coach's corner along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. What's going on, coach? How's the uh, first half of the season treated you so far? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Um, hey, first and foremost, I got to say, so as we've been going through this year, we've been looking back on the 2000 season. Uh, we've been we've been watching tape. My favorite part is looking for what 34 on the sideline and seeing Odom over there. You were a part of that 2000 championship team. Yeah, I can imagine I was some on good memories. Number 24. 24. You, yeah, sorry. you got it all messed up. Um, <laughs> 24 and, and um, no, it was a special year for sure. Yeah, it's been fun to look back on it. So with that in mind, obviously, we'll focus on the past some other time. What have you seen through these first handful of games from your backers that has uh, really caught your eye that's really stood out in this overall defense? You know, you see some things that are really, really good, and then also you see some things that are uh, fairly inconsistent. And, um, you know, excited about, you know, the future that uh, that, that room p uh, possesses uh, throughout the rest of this year and also going into next year. But... Um, you know, with inexperience will we'll, we'll come some ups and downs. Um, but I really am excited about the progress that that group has made. Um, as, as a total unit, I think we are more complete than we were a year ago. Um, you know, you see, some, you see some semblance of our defense being ran uh, the majority of the time, you know, and, and, and we've just got to be 
uh, as we move forward, there's there's got to be a, a level of consistency that 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 matches that. Yeah, like you mentioned, Coach, uh, still room from growth, right? But uh, a guy that stood out to me, and not just because of his physical ability, he's always had that, but Brian Osmo, he, he looks like he's playing faster. Yeah. Uh, looks like he's thinking less, look like he's more decisive. What have you seen from Osamoa so far up to this point? Well, I think his level of consistent play has gotten so much better than it was a year ago. You know, you saw him a year ago have some of those flash plays that, that um, you, you were able to see in, in certain games. And then, you know, there's there's the other end of the spectrum with it. And I think that he's reduced the amount of, of – uh, of, plays like that that's on the other end of it and he's a really special talent he's a motivated kid um he's probably more motivated than than a lot of people want to give him credit for and uh he's an intelligent guy very very competitive um has great hands on the team is, is what i mean by that is he, he's he's able to disengage with blockers as well as anybody um that we have and he's also extremely extremely fast and physical kid so I'm I'm really excited about him and 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 the, what in the future and what the, his future has here. I like talking to him. I mean, he's he started doing some of the post game interviews, coach. We've had him on a few times. He's he's got an amazing personality. Now, again, I I know that that's a different world on the football field, but he he seems to be a pretty special guy beyond just his athletic ability, but in his personal skills too. He's really intelligent, and that's something that. You know, you don't get to see a lot of the a lot of times with the you know when you just see them with their helmet on. These a lot of these guys are really intelligent. And he's, he's a very sincere kid. Um, he lo- he he likes to have a good time, and um, you know, and and he's a lot of fun to be around. And he'll keep you on your toes for sure. And uh, <laughs> but I, I enjoy I enjoy going to work with the kid. He's he's been awesome. And and you know the through his ups and downs of in in, in my time here. He's overcome a lot of he's overcome a lot of adversity uh, with you know just some of the things that he's that he's been through and and he's matured and and I'm again like I said I expect him to be you know one of those guys that we talk about you know kind of like Kenneth Murray and some other guys that have come through here and played that position. Speaking of maturation, take me through the maturation of Deshaun White, who I know you had high praise for uh, in watching him develop last year, but have you seen him take that next step you want to see in this defense? Yeah, I think he is taking – he's in the process of taking the next step. I trust Deshaun a a whole lot. And, you know, that's what, you know, 14 games of starting experience from a year ago and then started uh, all four games this year so far. And he's – you know, he's now a veteran. He's no longer the rookie out there. And – you know the the his level of consistency uh, has always been has always been very high. Um, we've asked him to be a lot more productive, a lot more communicative on the field. Uh, for the most part, he has done that. If you look at some of the stats, he he's been productive this year. Now we've got to reduce the amount of missed tackles that he's had so far this year. But he's uh, he is still growing, um, and he's still doing the things. You know, there's some plays that you see just like that one right there, playing a quarterback draw. Um, he's got some natural talents and natural instinct. Uh, that that he's always possessed, but he, you know, he, it, we're we're taking that next step, and I'm excited about Deshaun for sure. Now, Coach, uh, I'm not sure a human being on planet Earth looks better in a jersey than David Aguebu, <laughs> but what have you seen from him? He he didn't get those reps in spring ball. It's not easy moving from outside to inside. Are you seeing the type of progression you've 
you've been hoping to see week by week with David? Absolutely. I think, you, you know, is the way our schedule played out, it was kind of a, a very unique way to kind of start the season. And, and with the, the offenses that we were presented, uh, the first two conference games, um, there's a, a little bit of level of uh, – uh, difficulty with some of the stuff that those those teams present. Um, and, you know, as we move forward in, in the schedule, I, I anticipate David away with playing more and more snaps. And as he feels more and more comfortable with it and, and, and to kind of taking over, he has progressed very well. I'm so excited about David. I'm so excited about David because David comes to practice every day. He's physical. Uh, he's talented. He's, he's actually really good in space. Um, he uses his hands well, and he adds another little dynamic of pass rush that, you know, maybe we didn't have uh, there over the last year. Um, I'm more of a natural pass rusher. But you talk about the length and the guy that can be able to get those guys off of him in space, talking about the big guys that can uh, reach the second level. Really excited about David and and what he's going to do at this position as we move forward. And I do, I do see his role increasing as we move move forward. I like I, I enjoy working with Dave. Man, that dude, he's a physical kid, man. You you mentioned him being more involved in the pass rush. One thing I love that you guys did against Texas was put him in some pressure packages. And whether that was spying Ellinger and adding to the rush late, yeah. or being involved in some of those twist games, just how unique is it? to have a guy that's that physically gifted be able to get some one-on-ones with running backs in those pressure packages. I mean, that's exactly what you want if you're a defense. Well, not only the, the pass rush skills that he, that he has, but, but also you trust him to get back in coverage. So if you trust him to get back in coverage, there's a, there, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a threat on both ends of that, and, and there's a lot of things that we can do with him, you know, especially on third down that's, that's unique because he – because you can't excel at both of them, um, and you don't you don't feel um, you don't feel too too worried if 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 he ends up matched up on you know in space with the, with the running back. All right, Eichert's Intel time. This is where Gabe takes a play from the last game, breaks it down with the coach. What caught your eye from the OU Texas game, Gabe? Tone setter, first drive, right? <laughs> yeah, same I mean, play Asamoah, the game, right? Asamoa he's got to be a little slow to go because of the threat of Ellinger keeping it and. This is what this defense is about, effort. I mean, he maybe even gives too much effort, overruns it a little bit, but still forces the takeaway. This is what you guys have been preaching since the day you got here, Coach. This had to be fun to see. Yeah, it was. So we're in the box, and they kind of gave us a little bit of unique formation. They, they motioned to a, to a four-by to one side of the field. Um, and with that being said, it was kind of one of the first times they've showed it. But uh, if you really look at it, it's just all it is is just an outside zone stretch play. And, and Osamoa using his speed, getting over there, being able to put his hand on the ball to be able to get the ball out. He was very pretty. You know, after the game, he texted me. He's like, hey, coach, that's that's the first turnover in this room, uh, just just so you know. And I'm like, you're right. It is, Brian. It's a great job. No, but he, that's, that's the things that I expect from Brian. And, and all joking aside, like, he's the guy that can go deliver that at any moment uh, in the game. You know, he's talented enough. He's physical enough. He's fast enough. Uh, he's got a knack for kind of making a big play. Um, but he's a guy that at any moment I feel like that, that he can go go make a game-changing play. Um, 
because of not only his ability, but the, the, the work he's put in to get to the position he's in right now. It's good stuff. Iker's Intel brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. We have one more segment with the pride of Ada, Brian Odom, next inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind. Stick around. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Final segment with Brian Odom inside the Coach's Corner. And Coach, before we start previewing Max Duggan, that TCU offense, uh, something different this year, Brian Odom in the booth. Have you liked it? What uh, kind of has been the, the results for you? Did, you? did you want to move upstairs? Um, we kind of talked about it as a staff. It's something that Alex felt comfortable with. That we did it one of the years that we were together at Washington State. I really enjoy being in the box, uh, being able to um, – things slow down. You take the emotional element out of it, and you're able to see, um, you know, a lot of stuff that goes on. Um, the thing I don't like about it is I'm not able to look my players in the eye in between series. And um, – because I, I, I do value that, and I do, uh, there, I think there is an element that, that that's that's very valuable, you know, to be able to look a guy in the eye and, and kind of get your point across with with body language. Um, with that being said, I'm able to uh, speak with the guys on the phones in between series, and, and I'm able to also communicate messages between uh, uh, all the other uh, staff members on the sidelines talking about the defensive coaches. So it's worked out well, I feel like, uh, through the first uh, few games. And and, and uh, I enjoy being up there. I know that. I, I, I get to eat, eat all the hot dogs I can. <laughs> and as we start getting cold weather, I can start drinking, like, some chocolate milk, or chocolate, uh, hot chocolate. And all that. That's awesome. <laughs> like anything in life, pros and cons. That's right. To being in the booth. Hot now, dogs. And, and hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. And hot pro. dogs. Now, Coach, you guys played three and a half quarters of solid defense against Texas. You get a bye week, uh, get to work on yourselves, get to start to prepare for TCU. Now you're in the game planning week, getting ready for this football game. You know, how have the last two weeks been for this defense? Has it been a focus on working on yourselves, or has it been more TCU focused? You know, it's a little bit of both. You know, just like any off week, you're going to get some good on good work um, uh, against the offense. And, um, you know, the, obviously they'll test you in different ways. And then being able to get a head start on TCU has been a positive. Um, but, you know, you talk about the three and a half quarters and, you know, maybe three and three and three quarters of, of play uh, uh, in other games. You know, I think that when you, when you talk about that and talk about finishing and, and – it's it's a, just a matter of executing one more time, and uh, as we grow and mature as a defense, and 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 you know put the product on the field, that that we just got to go execute one more time, 
And then if it, if it comes up again, we got to do it again. You know, we got to do it again if it comes up again. So it's it's a matter of just being able to focus on our job, um, laser focus on our job at that moment uh, to go get our job done. I think that, um, you know, as it, I was talking to somebody the other day, the, the, the reps that practice have such great value during the season. They got such great value during the season. And then that's kind of the times where – uh, younger guys can mature and uh, get a little bit more seasoned as those reps during the season. And I'm uh, excited about the, the work that we've put in over the past two weeks. I know this, fans need to hear this, the importance of practice. Coach, you guys, you've hammered it up. Every time you've been on this show, every interview we've had with you, I, I, don't, I don't know if some people really understand those practices during the season, they're meaningful for more than just game planning. They're, they're guys understanding what you need and what you want and showing it on the practice field. They're game reps, and that's what we tell our guys, they're game reps. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, the old, you know, it's whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, it, I, I, I believe in it to my core. If you don't practice well, you're not going to play well. If you don't practice with physicality or speed or intent, you're, you're not going to play well. And, um I'm very passionate about that. And again, like I said, it's one of it's a it's a core value. If you don't practice right way, you're gonna play. Um, so that that's uh, the thing that as we move forward, that's something we can focus in on every day. And and tell me a reason why that's not that won't help us. You know, there's there's not one. Amen. Coach, uh, this offense for TCU uh, poses a unique challenge to any defense, but especially to the linebacker position. You got the RPO stuff. You've got some traditional, versatile run game. You've got the QB run game. You've got the box count stuff where they're just going to throw it to the perimeter. I mean, how much of a challenge is this TCU offense for your guys? No, it is. It's going to test our eyes. Um, it's going to test discipline and what we're able to see and how we react to it. Um, obviously, they've got great skill players. they got really, really good skill players, and we're going to have to be great tacklers in space. Um, and we learned a year ago how, how dynamic the quarterback is. Um, extremely fast, extremely strong, has a, uh, a, a great arm, and, a lot, and he doesn't get credit for his arm. Um, but the guy can actually, he can really, really run, man. He can run and he's strong. Um, but they do a great job. Uh, Sonny Cumbie does a great job with them and, and, and how they, they call it. Um, they're going to test us as far as... Um, uh, tempo. We know that they're going to go fast. We know that they're going to throw the ball around. They know that they're, they're going to get on the perimeter. Um, we've got to play our rules, have uh, disciplined eyes, play with intent and physicality, um, and play to, like I said, play to our rules. I, I'm, I'm excited to watch our guys go go compete. That's for sure. Yeah, and again, I, as I'm excited to watch Osamoa hammer Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, I, I've been intrigued, too, by how, how guys and, and Coach Odom, you get a unique perspective on this from up in the booth, but how they handle trying in a lot of ways to create your own energy. You know, you go on the road in years past. Granted, it's different because there's no crowd there, but, I mean, they're really challenged with creating their own energy whenever you do have quarter-full stadiums. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's a it's a different dynamic, and I think that I, maybe I don't even know uh, how different it is being in the, in the box. Um, but, you know, if – no, we love being able to play in front of crowds, but I think that as you move forward, you know, if, if that's something that you need uh, to get you going, then you got problems. And if you're not focusing in on on your job and and how you perform, uh, if you need a crowd to get you going to be able to do your job, you're in, you're you're at the wrong place. 
I, I know that uh, we, we've talked about rotations and we've seen guys step up in Aguebu, Asamoah, and Deshaun White. But one guy that I'm excited about, that you, you talked about in the preseason and we've seen him flash a few times on special teams. Take me through the development of Shane Witter and what you've seen from this young man. So Shane was a guy that we, we signed uh, last year. Uh, very excited about Shane. Shane's a, such a good kid, a hard worker. Um, but the, the first thing that comes to uh, – uh, comes to mind when you talk about Shane Witter is his speed. You know, he gets here and he started um, at semester and uh, they run 40s. He ends up being the fifth fastest guy on the whole team, uh, according to a 40. Wow. Um, which is exactly what, why we recruited him. And, you know, with his size being around six foot and uh, he weighs around 225, 230, he's got a very bright future ahead of him um, as he grows and matures in this defense and learns exactly how to go play with that speed and matches, you know, his game speed matches his 40 speed. He's going to be uh, somebody as you look for in the future to be a, a very, very high-level elite player here. I'm excited for his future. All right, Coach, fans get the last question. Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question for Brian Odom. It's a good one. Uh, I'd like to hear more about the development of David Aguebu. Now, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Is he the heir apparent to, Ky uh, to Kenneth Murray or more like an Oboe Oak Rockwell? What do you see in Aguebu? Everyone likes their comparisons, too, Coach. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not I, – I was never around uh, Oboe, obviously around Kenneth. I, and the thing when, when uh, David came to the inside linebacker room, the thing we talked about for him is, like, I don't want you to be Kenneth Murray. I need you to, to make the impact that Kenneth Murray had. And, you know, there's, there's ways that, that that can be done and not do the same exact things that Kenneth Murray did. Now, can we, can we apply some of the lessons that we learned from Kenneth to how he approached every day uh, that he went to work? How did he prepare? How did he um, – how hard did he play? You know, th those are some things that we can duplicate uh, with guys moving forward. But, you know, when, you, when we can make those comparisons, I think probably – um, he brings maybe a different element than Kenneth did, but also some of the same stuff that Kenneth did did very well. But there's some things that David maybe do, does a little bit better than Kenneth. There's some things that Kenneth did maybe a little bit better than uh, than David does. But um, that's a fair comparison. But my 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 charge and and my charge to to David is let's make the impact that Kenneth made. Great let's play. not be Kenneth Murray. Right. Let's be David, and let's go make the impact that 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 Kenneth made. Thanks for the question, Kurt. Thank you, Coach, for your time. Good luck this weekend against TCU. We appreciate you. Appreciate it, guys. All Thanks, right. Brian. Have a good one. You too. That's Brian Odom. He's awesome. We'll come back and wrap up the Coach's Corner next. Final segment for the Coach's Corner with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. We're presented by the Riverwind. Cool conversation with Brian Odom. He's amazing. Dennis Simmons. If you missed anything, you can find it on the podcast page, Soonersports.com slash podcast right now. Gabe, big weekend in the Big 12. Maybe the game of the year to this point with Oklahoma State and Iowa State on Saturday? It, it brings me pain to say it, but with the way OU has started Big 12 play, there's no doubt that Iowa State going to Stillwater is the biggest game mm. of the year in the Big 12. I mean, it really is. And I, I don't like it, <laughs> but that's just the way it is. And I am very interested to see what Oklahoma State looks like. They have not played for several weeks. And Iowa State, Sooner fans saw it firsthand. That is a team that has gotten a lot better since their early season loss. 
Brees Hall's looked really good. Kansas and Kansas State is another game we'll have our eye on, but Kansas just lost Puka Williams <laughs> this week. I'm not keeping my eye on Kansas at all. <laughs> ah, yeah, they're really. awful. They're, they're good for like one or two games where they they're surprise awful. you. Baylor, speaking of teams that have had a, a little bit of time off, they'll, they'll challenge Texas this weekend? I mean, that they're well-rested. That is a very precarious position <laughs> for Tom Herman and the Longhorns. Yep. Baylor hasn't played in forever. That's right. They've had to stop things because of COVID issues. If they lose to Baylor, oh, no. things are already rough there in Austin. <laughs> I'm just saying. 11 a.m. kick this Saturday, OUTCU. For the coaches, for Gabe, I'm Plank. We'll see you next time. Boomer Sooner, everybody. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this has been the Riverwind Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind, still the one. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.